Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, conversations designed to help you as you live, learn, and lead through pain. And now the host of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, Davey Blackburn. Hello, welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. My name is Davey. I'm your host and joining me, our co-host, Aubrey Sampson. And this is going to be an incredible episode today. We have Rob Hiller, yes. who is the CEO of Performance Solutions MN. And uh, the guy has quite a bio. He's nationally known for his expertise in talent selection, executive mm-hmm. coaching, team development, leadership <laughs> building, and more. And he's going to talk a little bit about his book that he wrote in a really dark season yeah. of his life. It's called yeah. The Power of Three, Beat Adversity, Find Authentic Purpose, purpose Excuse me, and Live a Better Life. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, Aubrey, Rob, was in, you know, he's been in the business world and the marketplace for a long time doing all of these, he's acquiring all these skills and helping people. And then he went through a, a, a massive tragedy in his life and learned mm-hmm. how to take those skills and not only apply them to his adversity, apply them to the season of darkness that he went through, but also now helping other people with those same skills. So you can see how God has kind of woven the thread uh, in his life to prepare him for the season and then use that to propel him into his next season. And so this is... Which is so nothing is wasted, isn't I'm it? Telling That's you. our heart. I'm That's what we you. want for you listeners, for God to take your pain and move it to purpose. That's right. right. That's right. So before we step into this, you're going to want to stick around after the conversation with Rob. Aubrey and I, we're going we're gonna to talk about it a little bit. We'd also love to invite you to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This really is meaningful to us. It helps us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. We'd love to um, be inspired and encouraged by your stories as you put it up there, but it also helps other people to see the podcast. It kind of helps the podcast to climb in the charts and get more exposure so more people can listen to these incredible stories and be inspired by them. Um, and so if you do that, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. Let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Rob Hiller, and we'll be back to talk more about it afterwards. Rob, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. It is wonderful to be with you, especially after what you just shared with me, mm. <laughs> a little bit of your journey. So I appreciate that. Well, you know, that's we say the common denominator of life is pain. And uh, we're all either in the middle of a valley, we are coming out of a valley, or we're heading into one. And so I'm excited to share with the listener your story and the things that God showed you in the valley. You know, I think that pain can become a really good classroom for us as he teaches us things that we wouldn't otherwise know. He shows us the mysteries of God that we wouldn't otherwise know unless we're walking through the valley. And you have come out uh, of a a really difficult one with a lot of great principles. I'm excited to dive into that. Before we do, though, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself right now, kind of present day? Where where do you live? What's your family like? Well, we are um, Minnesotans, so we live uh, in the cold country, uh, true cold country, and uh, so we live in a suburb of Minneapolis called Eden Prairie, and uh, we um three kids, and they're all gone with the wind, mm. and uh, we um, get the privilege of watching a two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, mm. a couple, or Pam does, a couple days a week. And then um, the other three grandchildren are in Atlanta. Oh wow! Area. Okay. So uh, with uh, mom and dad down there. Yeah. So 
it's it's a uh, wonderful we get one close at least yeah they escaped the the north the tundra of minnesota huh <laughs> yeah yeah oh wow well you know rob you've written this book called the power of three and a lot of it is a lot of the things that you talk about is forged through this really difficult time that you you know have kind of recently come through and so i'd love for you to back up and just tell us um about you know this cancer diagnosis that you received and this cancer journey uh, and, and battle with it that you you've walked through well, uh, about three years ago, um, on April 6th, when I went to the athletic club, I was going to do planks. Mm. Everyone knows what they are. Yep. And so uh, I, I go and I'm starting to do planks. And I got pains like I couldn't believe. Mm. So I was bright enough to say, I think I should go to the doctor right away. So I did. And uh, they did a bunch of tests over at Fairview. And pretty soon the doctor, uh, you know, with a CAT scan and everything came back and said, you have some cancer, but we think that there's more. Mm. So uh, I went to Mayo Clinic, which is about an hour and a half away. Yeah. And after an hour and a half driving, going there, they, they basically did about two weeks of tests. Uh, it's, you know, not all the day time, but you know, it took that long. And then, uh, we sat down with Dr. Parikh, uh, which was amazing. And he is their head hematologist. And he said, um, Rob and, you know, Pam was next to me. He said, you, you have cancer, uh, but you don't have one cancer. He said, uh, and you don't have two cancers. Uh, you have three. Mm. And, you know, we both looked at each other and went, oh, my gosh. Uh, one would be enough. Yeah. Two would not be, you know, real good. And three was like, I, I, I was kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. So I asked him, uh, I said, so Dr. Parikh, uh, what are my chances he says, well, on one of them, we think that we could, you know, have a good chance. And the other two are, um, there is no cure. So we, there's really nothing at this point that we can do. So th- uh, that forever changed our life. Yeah. Uh, we drove home uh, knowing that uh, things were probably not going to be quite the same again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were both cheerful. Uh, we cried a lot and then we prayed a lot Mm. and then we looked to God and said, okay, the worst case is I'm going to be home in heaven with you, Mm. God. And hopefully that's, that's the worst case from the physical side, but on the heavenly side, it's the best case. So in essence, I just, uh, need to work through this and accept whatever is going to be going on. So I went ahead and uh, with Pam, and uh, Dr. Preek had said to us that we needed to get, this was Thursday to Monday, we needed to be at Mayo Clinic in the chair at 7 o'clock in the morning to start chemotherapy. Wow. So um, I thought, because I had helped a, a lady go through breast cancer before, you know, and sat with her at the infusion center. I thought, well, this would be, you know, like maybe an hour and a half, two hours, 
and then we'll drive home and and uh, so the first time it's there's sometimes it's good not to know everything yeah right. uh, this was one of those times i started at seven in the morning and ended at five at night wow and uh they constantly put chemotherapy drugs in me for 10 hours jeez uh i didn't know how bad it was kind of that's okay that i didn't and then the last thing that Dr. Preek said is, we're going to give you a trial drug uh, that you'll take at the end for five days straight. Uh, and you need to put it in a cup. And then you put this little pill in the cup. You, know, you dr- have a cracker, uh, get a glass of water, throw it in your mouth and swish it down. And you cannot touch the pill. If you touch it, you need to get Clorox and wipe up your hand, disinfect it. Or if it goes on the floor, get Clorox and wipe it up. Wow. And I said, I'm going to put that into my mouth? He said, yes, you are. And I, you know, I just looked at Pam and I thought, oh, my gosh. So um, that began five months, basically, of um, treatments. And uh, it, it, all I can tell you is uh, when people say you just take it a day at a time, mm. that's just great advice. Yeah, because that's what we began to do, and uh, that kind of brings up that whole uh, point of when I was sitting in at, at home waiting for all this, and then afterwards I would sit there. Initially, I would say, "Why is this happening to me?" I'm a good guy. I'm active in church. I'm helping people. I do what I do in business, blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, uh, bad question to ask. Mm. And what I had actually done for these previous 25 years of running this uh, consulting company is I had taught people not to ask why, because mm. it's a bad question. It brings you no good place. So I quickly caught myself and I said, how and what mm-hmm. what can i do right now to begin to take some step that could be positive mm-hmm. um and that kind of brings me to five o'clock that first uh infusion day where after that many times feeling so sick i got in the car and it took us an hour and a half to drive home i didn't even know if i would make it home so I would ask little questions like, God, what is one song that I can hum to myself? Jesus loves me, this I know. Wow. Then I would think of something else. Then I would focus on something great, something noble, something of heavenly origin. And one time I had to ask Pam to stop. I didn't know if I was going to lose it or not, but I made it. We made it home and I got, you know, to bed. And that began uh, the uh, the time that would uh, change our lives. Wow. Wow. You know, Rob, I, I want to you kind of left me on a, on a hook right there, the time that would change our lives. I want to kind of dive into that in a second, but you know, just think about this life altering conversation. It's the, it's the conversation that 
it's, it's everybody's worst nightmare to think about having this conversation where a doctor looks at you and says, here's the diagnosis and here's the prognosis. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that would send all of us reeling with the question of why that's the natural question, the natural, why me, why is this happening? Why is this, you know, but you very quickly, uh, you were able to extract this principle that you have been teaching people for years and years and years and, and your consulting business and recognize that that while it's a normal question may not be the most helpful question in this moment. Can you even dive a little bit deeper into why, why may not be the most helpful question? What, what, how did that set it? Because it's one thing to say that in theory, it's a whole nother thing that in that moment, in the midst of this dire news that you're getting, uh, and your humanity wants to flare up and go, why to now begin to exercise a different discipline there? Well, I have, since I've coached so many people over the years and helped, you know, teams and evaluated talent, there has never been a time where people don't, when something bad happens, say to themselves, why? And the, here is the 100% certainty of every, every listener, and including us. We will 100% for sure have uncertainty, adversity, and challenges in our life. It will have them either today, this week, this month, or in the next couple months. And no one's immune from that. Right. Wealth has nothing to do with that. Um, some of the wealthy people out there, they, they could get a diagnosis like this as well. It, it could You could be in a car accident. So adversity happens to everybody. And the more important thing is to understand that adversity is large and small. Mine happened to be at this point large. Mm. It's big. Uh, I don't know how much bigger I guess it could be. I suppose you could lose a child. That would be... You lose your wife as you did. Those are big, yeah. but there are small ones too that hurt a lot. Yeah. You could have a bad relationship. You could have a career off track. You could be in a fight with a friend. Uh, you could just feel lonely like COVID. COVID has really uh, invaded uh, people's lives. Yeah. And so there's another whole uh, area so if we sit there and say why, it leads us to victimhood. Mm. And victimhood is the worst place to be. Victim says, it, they did it to me. I don't deserve this. So therefore, I'm going to be mad. Mm. I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to be, have the kinds of attitudes that are not helpful. That releases um, bad chemicals into your system. The bad chemicals through your neurotransmitters will send you into a eventually a depression. Mm -hmm. uh, but even for right then, they'll send you into doing things and saying things and thinking things that are not good. Mm -hmm. And you'll make bad decisions. So one of the things that you'll notice even in the medical care business 
is that they always tell you never make a, an important decision at all until you get some time away from whatever it is that you're going through mm-hmm. or get some really great counsel. Yeah. And that's based on that whole fact. Now, let's take the case by saying, I'm going to learn that first, and the power of three is built on this triangle. Mm. This is so important. The power of three says, first, you ask the right questions. Mm. So I didn't sit there and ask. I mean, I did, but I stopped myself like, oh, why is this happening to me? Why did I lose my wife? Why did my kid do this? How come my relationships aren't what they're supposed to be? Um, Or, you know, why is my boss a jerk? All of those will not help you. It's better to ask, how can I best respond in a godly way at this point? What is one thing that I could do to move forward, gain information? So, you know what? One of the things that we did Pam went to the internet when we found out about these three deadly cancers, and she started looking everything up about them. We spent the next day and a half learning all about them. Mm -hmm. So at least we knew what the enemy was. And then from that, we could make at least more calculated, better informed decisions. And um, that was really key in keeping us... um, pointed more in the right direction than the depression zone and the upset. You know, the chemicals, when they make you go down and they raise your heart rate and they make your stomach feel queasy and you're, you, you get red, you even get warmth, that's not good for your system if you're trying to fight a disease or try to get clarity out of it. So... Um, that was the a main principle that we continually went back to. Um, learn to ask the right questions, and you know, I I spent three chapters on that in the book mm. of how to do that because there's all sorts of different dip questions that I talk about when I teach. Because if you think you know how to ask them, I think we know how to ask some of them, but not all of them. And it's good to have different tools in your box when you need them. Yeah. Pain is unavoidable. And yet, the primary place I see people get stuck in their pain journey is that they try to avoid addressing it altogether. Recovery starts the moment we choose to take that first step toward wholeness and we lean into the painful emotions. While we believe we have so much to offer as a ministry to help you in your recovery journey, we know there's one area that you need that we don't directly provide, and that is traditional counseling and therapy services. That's why we partner with Faithful Counseling. They are an online worldwide organization that provides virtual counseling from wherever you are. They have licensed therapists who are certified by their state's board to provide traditional mental health counseling from a Christian perspective. You can receive the help you need quickly when you sign up because they match you with a counselor in 24 hours or less. Then you can connect with them anytime via your computer, tablet, or mobile phone through video calls, phone calls, or text messaging. And if your counselor you are matched with isn't a good fit for you, you're able to switch at any time to find someone who better fits your needs. 
To be clear, Faithful Counseling is not a crisis line, but it can be an incredible resource in your healing journey. It costs $65 per week, and financial aid is available to those who qualify, which you can apply for during the sign-up process. To learn more, go to faithfulcounseling.com slash nothingiswasted. If you sign up through that link only, you will receive 10% off your first month of counseling for being a part of the Nothing Is Wasted community. Again, that's faithfulcounseling.com slash nothing is wasted. And now back to our interview. Okay, so you're you're undergoing cancer treatments. This is life altering, of course. Um, what talk to me about what is what it's like to begin to face the reality of uh you know, I may not be here. We yeah. Family. We've That's got a great this, question. You know, you're thinking of your kids, your grandkids, and all of the different things in your life, all of the, you know, what, when that confronts you, what, I mean, talk, talk to me about that a little bit. Well, it happened sooner than I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now let's take me from that first infusion. Yeah. I'm going back on the couch uh, the next day and I am aching all over. My bones are crying. You know how it says, your bones cry out? Right. Yeah. Mine were crying out, except not in a good way. Mm. And I just felt lousy. I I didn't feel good. I couldn't eat much. Uh, it was a shock to my system. Yeah. And so I went to bed that next night and woke up at about 1 o'clock in the morning and sure enough, I uh, I was really bad mm. off. So Pam put me in the car, and we drove to the emergency room at Southdale. And uh, they went and did all these tests and gave me some pain meds, which at first didn't even phase it. And they sent me home with some things to take and to do. And the next... The next day was worse. The next night was worse. I went back again, this time at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was that bad off that they admitted me to the hospital. And they put me up on this ward. And they, for the next four days, I lay there and didn't get any better. Uh, It was as bad as it was. And then uh, they moved me up to the oncology uh, ward uh, up at Fairview Southdale. And when I was there, by this time, Pam was seeing me begin to lose it. Uh, I was apparently, now remember, I was not good. I was apparently losing some of the will to live. So she went and saw this nurse walk by in my room and went and grabbed her and said, my name is Pam Hiller. My husband is in there and he is dying. And we need help now. I think he's slipping away. She came in looked at everything. She, Susan was her name. I, now I know it. And she was a gift from God. Mm -hmm. This is how God intervenes in our life. Mm -hmm. If we're praying, 
And Susan went and got two doctors within 20 minutes. I had two different doctors evaluating everything about me because they could see that it was not looking good. And finally, one doctor said to me, he said, we're going to try something very unorthodox. We're going to give you some Claritin to take. Hmm. And if it works, you will get better, start to get better in about two hours. He says, I don't know if it will, but we'll try. So Susan ran down to the pharmacy, got the Claritin, brought it back. I took it. And about two and a half hours later, I started to feel better. Wow. Uh, no one can tell you quite what that is all about. Wow. But I went from so bad to starting to feel better to I could get up and at least walk some. I could go down the hallway. And um, wow. on if people go to the robhiller.com, the author website, I have a whole bunch of pictures and blogs there mm-hmm. that I think people could relate to. Because yeah. it shows me in the laying on the bed in the hospital with a guy playing a guitar, uh, who is an attorney, by the way, who walked into our, he said, would you like me to play some music for you? And I said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And he just did that. These are the Lord's angels yeah. coming to help. Mm. And so regardless of what we're going through, God is there. Mm. And what my takeaway from that is, in my direst moment, the prayers, my Pam was calling the church. Mm. We had hundreds of people praying. Yeah. And they got answers. Um, he didn't take everything away mm. at that point, but he provided what I needed. And he will do that for you. Yeah. Wow. I'm so curious, was there any, did the doctors have any explanation that they gave you as far as why the Claritin? People that have been in oncology will tell you that there are some things they don't know. Wow. But uh, that was uh, significant uh, in my life. And and, kind of back to the triangle concept, which is so important. I began to ask the right questions Mm. and I did that continually. It's not a one-time event, Mm -hmm. but the second part of that, as I lay in the next weeks and went through treatments and would come home and go through these gyrations, some days I'd feel okay. So a lot of the days I didn't feel good at all. And, um, I remember when they, uh, put, me on uh, my my uh, they took my blood i had no um immune system so they said rob you have to stay inside you can't touch grass you can't touch dirt you really can't go out right now because of your blood work uh so there you are so guess what i was covid way before covid <laughs> was ever yeah you know in and uh so what what would i do to help and, you know, this goes on for days and days and days. Right. I finally said to myself, I need to activate, which is the second part of the triangle. Mm-hmm. Ask, activate, and advocate. And I took the activate part, which I had taught, which is 
What are the God-given gifts that you're given that you can activate whenever you're going through something? Mm. And I'm a competitive person. I enjoy sports. I enjoy playing. Um, I'm an optimistic person. I like, I enjoy people. Um, I'm a kind of person that can figure out solutions. I started to do that for myself and I came up with an idea. Why don't I call someone else? So I picked up the phone and a guy at Rotary named Roger and I picked it up. And I said, Roger, this is Rob Hiller. Now he happens to have known from Rotary that apparently I was very sick. Right. And he, and I said, well, Roger, how's your day going? How are you, how are you doing? How are things? And he answered, and then he said, Rob, um, where are you? And I said, well, I'm home on the couch. I can't go out. He said, uh, how are you doing? Aren't mm. you really, I heard you were really sick. I said, I am. Mm. He said, then what are you calling me <laughs> and asking me? And I used it, the natural gift of, of trying to reach out to other people. Mm. And he said, are you going to be there? And I said, well, Roger, I can't go anywhere. He says, good, I'll be there in about 20 minutes. He hung up the phone, came, found my address, drove to my house, came and walked in and sat with me for an hour. Wow. And just said, I am so sorry. Let's just talk life. Wow. And uh, that was... Uh, and then he ended, he says, can I pray for you? Mm. I said, you sure can. Mm. And he just prayed for me. And that was how God met the various needs. So wow. I say this, the first part is ask the right questions mm. so you don't become a victim. Ask how and what. And then secondly, activate your God-given gifts. And that, of course, it became extremely important mm. Because it enabled me to use the natural gifting, which comes, I don't have to work at, right? to uh, work through things. Wow. Wow. Well, then, you know, as you're activating that God-given gift, God brings gifts into your life. This gift of <laughs> a friend who would come and sit with you, you know? In the middle of a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, he doesn't have his own business. He works for someone. Wow. He apparently just said, I've got to go and left. Man. Wow. You know, sometimes we, we're wondering, we're asking the question, where are you, God? There's another question, right? Where, where are you, God? Where, where, like, I, I, I don't, I don't see you. Why, how are you intervening in this? How are you stepping into this situation? And, uh, you know, there is definitely a reality to the Holy Spirit coming and ministering to you in a very personal way right. in the deepest and darkest valleys that you walk through. But then also God sends others. He brings other people into our life as ambassadors or agents of his to remind us that, hey, you're not alone in this. What I would hope people would take away, and the book gets into this and in, in how to do this well, is... It's also behooves us when we're going through tough times to, to activate. So this mm. triangle, just think of the reason the triangle is so important. Our, we have uh, a house that's built on triangles. The mm. triangle is in geometry, the strongest shape. Is, yep. our, our roofs have trusses. Mm. 
our floors have joists, our bridges are made of triangles. The pyramids were a triangle. Yep. That's why they've withstood the test of time. And guess what else is a triangle? Mm-hmm. The Father, That's the right. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. Holy Trinity. And all of these things together, if you do these three things, ask, activate, and advocate, um, I took the step of activating because I knew I have taught this. So I know it works. And um, that's just one of, you know, so many examples that I would give. But I guess my point is that we also need to follow, I call it the simple method, which is the power of three. And if we do that, it's like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It gives strength in the triangle by doing uh, these three. I did not always, I I wondered at times, where are you, God? Mm. When you're sitting there and, and things aren't going well, and I had a practice and wondering, what about this and what about that? Um, there are natural questions, and you give them to the Lord, which I did. And then you take whatever action that you can in either your mind or reaching out yeah. uh, to use those gifts. And it does bring blessings. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so many times when we're, we found ourselves in the middle of our own painful valley, uh, it can cause us to turn inward and kind of further isolate right. ourselves, you know, navel gazing, as happens. you might call it. But we're so uh, concerned about our own situation that we fail to look outward and see other people. But what's counterintuitive is, you know, to, if we were to look outward, just as you did, and and say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna serve somebody in this situation. I'm gonna reach out. Right. Uh, you know, Proverbs tells us that God refreshes those who refresh others. Right. Somehow it just it 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 becomes this replenishing thing for our soul when we serve other people in the midst of our own valley. Um so one a story. Because remember we said don't give it away yeah. <laughs> before yeah. we were talking. Right, right, right. Um, I had, uh, I got uh, a text hmm. from a guy down in Alabama who was, they gave him the book. So I have a lot of friends that bought a bunch of books to give these away because they, they, they help people. Right. And they knew this. This guy happens to have, know, he knows me. And so he gave this book to this guy that had, was going through COVID. Hmm. And apparently, the he, Jim didn't know this, but he was really down. I mean depression, uh, didn't know if he would live. And he took the book and read it. And he called up Jim and said, Jim, this book has transformed me. He says, I'm reading it a second time. He said, I'm doing what it says and it works. He says, I'm going to live. And I'm thinking, praise God, Mm. you know, that, that those things are out there. And so he, Jim shared the text back uh, to me, what he said. And I just sat there and th- I said, well, Lord, if that's uh, one of, if I was the only one, mm. it'd be worth doing the two years of writing for the book with Tyndale Publishing. It, it's worth it to do. Right. Um, 
So that's just one of you know numerous stories yeah. that have already come in. Yeah. Wow. Hi, friends. I wanted to talk to you for a moment about our Nothing is Wasted monthly partner program. We started this program in 2019 to add even more resourcing and value for those of you who are willing to donate $20 a month or more to our ministry. That still is the purpose of this program. But even more than that, it is one great way for you to partner with us. When you set up a recurring donation of $20 a month or more, or a one-time donation of $240 or more, you receive access to all of the content behind our paywall, which includes exclusive bonus episodes with past guests, behind-the-scenes commentaries about some of our episodes, teaching videos, live Q&As, discounts and deals on the Pain to Purpose course and certified guide packages. In addition to what you receive, partnering with us in this way is also supporting the free content and community we provide as a ministry, that is positively impacting tens of thousands of people. We couldn't do this podcast or ministry without our partners, and we're incredibly grateful for all of their support. To find out more about what becoming a monthly partner of Nothing Is Wasted Ministries is all about, head to nothingiswasted.com slash partners. If you're interested in the bonus content we have available, you can set up a seven-day free trial to preview the content. Again, that's nothingiswasted.com slash partners. Let's listen to a clip of some of that bonus content now. When my daughter turned 18 months old, she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. And then that's when everything changed. I started researching like crazy and I found out since she was diagnosed before the age of two with an autoimmune disorder, she had an 80% chance of getting another autoimmune disorder down the road in her Mm. lifetime sometime and probably something more severe. And so here I am thinking, I mean, there's no cures for this. Like, what do I do? So I started researching like crazy. And that is what set my journey of understanding holistic health, understanding that food is medicine and understanding it's not about weight loss. It's about actually, it's not even about what you look like. So people are like, I just want to look good. But honestly, it's about feeling good and eating for our health. Okay, so you know these this, this power of three. You've got ask the right questions. You've got activate. Can you define a little bit further what you mean by advocate? Then once you've kind of moved through those steps. So adv- advocate is the um, the powerful third point. Mm-hmm. To me, it's uh, you know how we say Father, Son, Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in our Trinity. It's sort of, to me, like the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, what happens in our days and in our lives, we get so busy doing and being busy in the church or right. busy doing this or busy at work that we sometimes tend, especially if we're married, we tend to forget about our friends. Mm. It's not like we totally forget. It's just that we don't spend time. Right. And um, one of the key points is that, one, we should be an advocate to others and also develop advocates. Mm. So we need to connect with our faith, our family, and our friends. And I put those in that order. 
if we connect with our faith, we will get that Holy Spirit speaking to us what we should in, by prayer, by someone sharing a verse, by reading. Right. And our family, uh, I, did, I did this uh, test. Once I, did, once I got the go-ahead from the Lord to do the book, um, I, I did a leadership session with about 25 leaders. I gave them this principle. I said, how many of here would like to do a challenge? And they all raised their hand. So I had them for three weeks use these three principles and then record their responses in a survey every Sunday night for three yeah. weeks. And uh, at the end, then I asked them to uh, give their feedback and uh, how much did this, was this of help to them? Or was it not that much of help? Was mm -hmm. it, you know, nothing? Uh, just give me feedback. 98%, I mean, it was some high, high percent, um, said this made a real difference in their life. Wow. And these are healthy, successful people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but they all said this, that advocate uh, was one that none of them felt like they did very well at. Mm. They said they had kind of stepped away from their faith. They weren't doing as much. They, you know, kind of, been, you know, and, and and they had forgotten about calling friends. So you know what a lot of them did? One of my suggestions, and I have a list of those in the book, about how to activate your God-given talents and then how to ab be an advocate. Mm. And one of those is, how about if you go text a friend? Mm. Send them a text that you haven't talked to in a long time and say, I am thinking about you. And depending on your relationship, sign it off, however. And I'd love to connect. Mm. And they said, that was some of the more healing things that happened wow. in, their, in this uh, test that we did, wow. in the challenge, I should say. Wow. Okay, take me back to your, um, to your cancer journey. You know, you, you began to, uh, you know, even in the midst of these treatments, you've got a friend that comes and sits with you. You've had these kind of uh, breakthrough moments, these aha moments. Oh. And then, you know, what's, what's happening? How does it progress? So think of this, I'm now in the fourth month. Mm. I'm just finished an, another all day session from eight to five. Wow. And this time we got out early. I felt like, wow, this is cool. I got done 20 minutes early. <laughs> and you know what, why? It's because my body had adjusted enough that they could put more chemo in me faster. Oh wow! It didn't change the amount, yeah. just only the it's speed. Faster. Wow! And so we're we're coming home, and I'm I'm more used to it now. But I want you to know that before I go in for every treatment, I'm sitting there going, starting to dread this. Mm. I uh, this this is not fun. Right. You you the needle never live, leaves you. Mm. So. We're driving back. We go to a place in, uh, there's a little town called Excelsior on the Lake Minnetonka called the restaurant is 318. And we sit down outside, Pam and I, and remember I am bald. I have no hair. And uh, we're sitting eating and I'm looking at my phone and I'm reading off some of the text from people who know that I went through a long day of chemo. And they would write and say, how you doing? We love you. Mm -hmm. 
We know you're going to make it. God has a great plan for you. And I would read some of these out loud. Now, right next to us, this is a small area, was a lady with her a 9 and an 11-year-old daughter. And I overheard them, and the daughters were saying, how come Daddy left us? Mm. I said, left you? I mean, I'm thinking this in my mind. Right. And she said, I don't know why Daddy has left us, left, left us and is not coming home. But I, uh, and then she went on to say, but your daddy loves you. Do not doubt that. And God will help get us through this. Mm. The Lord will help us. Mm. A little bit later, they got up, left, and then we finished up our meal. And I got up. I said, could I get the bill? The waitress came over and said to me, this is incredible. She said, you have no bill. I said, what? She said, the lady who is next to you paid for your bill. And she said to tell you this, that God has got this and that we just want you to be totally back to normal. Wow. And we're so sorry. And then she left. So wow. down the road a little bit, there's a exit out. And Pam saw her coming out of this door. Pam bolted out of her ch uh, chair, ran down, and gave. she saw her, and she knew who we were, obviously, not our names. but And they just sat there and hugged and cried. Wow. We've never met her. She had just lost her husband, apparently walked out on them as a family. And here she was giving to us. Yeah. That's remarkable. That's being, we've received the advocate part. Mm -hmm. She was being our advocate at that point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I never, I, I wish that we could repay her, <laughs> but we never got her name. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of the, it's kind of the point that's those kinds of things can't be repaid. You know, it almost devalues right. the act right there uh, to, to, yeah. to try to even attempt to repay it. There's something so not just transactional, but spiritual in what happened there. Right. I, I it was totally because God spoke to her and she saw that my need was obviously great. Right. And she didn't think of herself, but she thought, of us mm. and uh what a lesson yeah that is wow that's amazing man um so what did did things begin to take an upturn or how did you know circumstantially where where did things sit now with you know your cancer diagnosis yeah that's a great question i uh so I'm finishing. Uh, my main goal was uh, September 23rd. Son Ryan was getting married mm. to Amber. My goal, and this is important, by the way, if you're going through whatever, it doesn't make yeah. any difference what it is. Is if you could set some sort of a goal, it will help you. That's good. Yeah. Way back, I set as a goal to be at my son's wedding, if at all possible. One, I part of that was that means I would be alive. And the second part is I might be at least good enough to be there. Mm. 
And uh, so um, I went and had my final uh, PET scan um, a week and a half, I think, before uh, the wedding. And this was my final, you know, deal. Right. So I, I sat there, uh, you know, trepidation going for my last PET scan yeah. down at Mayo. And when the PET scan came back, I, I and, you know, wish I could show it to you. It, the, the first one I had red all over my body, my stomach, my throat, etc. Wow. And now... Now this one was all blue. And so we walk in, sit down at Dr. Preek's office, chairs. He skips in, big smile on his face, which is unusual yeah. for someone in cancer. Absolutely. And he flips on the monitor and he says, Rob, I have some great news today. He, and here's the other, the old one with all the cancer. Then he flips on the new, the next, uh, screen right next to that one. And he says, uh, look at this. And I said, it's all blue. And he smiles and he says, you're right. You have no cancer. Wow. It's the best possible news I could give you. Wow. And that Pam and I looked at each other and we just cried. Man, I, I bet. Wow. I also want you to know that had it been the other news, and it, I would have probably cried as well, yeah. but for a different reason. But I was at a point, and I that if that is what the Lord deemed for me, which I hope, was hoping it wasn't at this time. But you know, I get to go to heaven too. I mean, that's that's our ultimate goal. Right. I just. Don't want to go yet. Yeah. I have. So when I said it changed our life, mm. do you know that every day I wake up, no matter what's going on, and I say, this is a great day. Mm. I am alive. And I do have a different perspective yeah. today. I think differently. Mm. I truly cherish uh, the time more than I did. And it's not that I didn't before, yeah. but I do more today. Yeah. And, um, I am wanting to get this message out in the book mm -hmm. and through speaking or however, whatever, and because I, I know it helps. Right. It's easy proven. And, um, it, it's what God has called me to do. Not many people, get a second chance at life. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the one I have been given. Wow. Wow. It's truly a miracle. You know, and as, as you just described the scene of the doctor walking in and delivering that good news, um, I can't imagine the elation that you and, and Pam felt and uh, just kind of the second, like you said, second chance at life and, an opportunity to continue to uh, be an advocate for others, to continue to exercise the gifts that God has given you. And then also to, to spread that message to other people so that in the midst of whatever circumstance they find themselves, they right. can continue to do that as well. I, I would, my one ask for anyone listening is um, t 
take take this message and share it with others. Mm-hmm. And um, I also have on the Rob R O B B. That's how my name is spelled. <laughs> Hiller dot com. But there is a free assessment on the um, the website that anybody can take, yeah. and it just gives you a quick like, where am I today? Mm-hmm. Kind of gives you a, a glimpse into yourself, and that that is. Uh, for anybody. And secondly, as I said, sharing is really uh, the helpful thing to do um, because um, it, I don't care what your adversity is. Yeah, Everyone's going to have it. And by the way, people that you know that are sec- more secular, maybe aren't re- church-going type people or that that hasn't been on their radar screen, they find this uplifting. Yeah. So I've been, I've had many people who are not Christians yeah. say, "Oh, this is great! I love this." That's great. And guess what? It, it I did it for that reason mm. because it could lead them to a place where they would consider connecting with their faith again. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And that's the case for all of us in the midst of our pain. If we can lift our eyes up and we can begin to follow these, you know, the power of three, these steps that Rob's talking about, we can become uh, an, an ambassador, an advocate for the cause of Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the pain that we're in is an incredible opportunity for us to share the gospel. Um, it might be your best opportunity. By the way that you respond to it, people get to see Jesus in you. And, uh, and so Rob, I appreciate so much the time that you spent with us. I want to encourage our listeners to pick up your book, the power of three to head over to robhiller.com. We're going to put that in our show notes and on this particular episodes page on our website so they can check out that free assessment that you have for them. But, and thank you so much for spending time with us. Well, Davey, it is, it has been a privilege and I, I, um, one last kind of funny note. So you know that I, um, this isn't something, this is my second book, but it's not, you know, something I do all the time. My ministry has been to people in business, okay? Mm -hmm. But I will tell you that uh, Target has decided to compete with Amazon. And this is almost funny. I get this little note from my wife. She says, do you know what? Your hardcover book is being sold for on Target now? I said, no. She says, well, you can get it at Target online. She says, for $12, roughly. I said, well, that's a couple lattes. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I said, that's just like a couple lattes. (laughs) And so finally, someone has come up and decided to compete with the big Amazon. (laughs) And uh, so that's a it's a pretty low uh, threshold. Oh, yeah. I, I do find that interesting. Well, I'd encourage everybody to buy a case of it and, and pass it out to their friends because everybody's going through something difficult. Amen. And and Davey, bless you in your ministry. I, I know it is strong, I can tell. And uh, God is doing something with you, with your whole ministry. And I just pray that it would continue to be blessed. Oh, thank you, Rob. That means a lot to me. Uh, we really appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. I 
loved that conversation because Rob Hiller's I heart know. was so tender. I, I just, I, you just hear the Holy Spirit in him. You hear the <laughs> kindness of Jesus it's in so him. True. And I just have to say personally, you, you guys know this. Some of you listeners know this. And Davey, I know you know this. My very best friend has stage three breast cancer yeah. and has been battling for a long time during the pandemic. And so this, this interview that you had with Rob meant a lot to me personally. Yeah. I appreciate his, his faithfulness and his words in the middle of his own cancer journey. I know. It's just, uh, man, I mean, the, the resilience that he exhibited, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then him being able to speak to that season with, with all the wisdom. And, you know, it's so many times I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day that it really is, you, you learn the depth of who God is and you begin to kind of uncover the depth of who you are, you know, right. and, and what you're made right. of in these really dark seasons. And so, um, I think, you know, Rob speaks to this a little bit that, you know, each one of us can go down one path or another in any of our circumstances. We really have Mm -hmm. this choice, whether we realize it or not, we have the choice on whether we're going to kind of dive into a vortex of becoming a victim in our circumstance, Mm -hmm. or we can kind of choose to take the route of rising in, and I'm sorry to, you know, kind of sound like a preacher, but rising in victory. And there's, well, that's what I was thinking victimhood or victory. And there really is, there's two routes that you can go. You can choose the road that you're going to take. And I can usually tell just by someone's language, whether Mm. which route they're on, you know, their language Mm. is a very, if as a victim, there's a lot of, uh, blaming language. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, um, uh, limiting language. You know, there's a lot of the, yep. I can't, I shouldn't, you know, he wouldn't. Yep. And then there's a lot of, you know, casting the blame. I remember reading through the book of Ruth and where you have Naomi, whose name means sweet, changed her own name to Mara. Mm. And then she said, because the Lord has made me bitter. bitter um, that right. right there is, is kind of the, I think, I think that's a quintessential victim posture because hmm. she cast the blame of her situation to somebody else, right? And so she decides yeah, to adopt yeah. a different identity and a different posture in how she's walking through this. And this is a temptation for all of us. Like, I want you to hear me say, listener, this is something every single one of us going through a dark season can very easily fall prey and you know susceptible to is just kind of diving yeah. into a woe is me victim mentality. But it doesn't do us much good. And we can, um, you know, the enemy will say things over you, right? Like that this is, I don't know that this is someone else's fault, like you said, or it's because of your family of origin. It's because of the family that you came from. It's because of your trauma, because of that, you'll, you'll never get out of this. You'll never experience freedom. You'll never uh, experience that victory we were just talking about. And certainly, certainly there is a place to look back on your family, 100%. Origin, to look back on your trauma, to look back on your experience and to say, okay, yes, these things have happened and these things have gotten me to this place, but I follow a risen savior yeah, who right. can, I can reach up and, and grab hold of him and he's going to lift me off of that mat yeah. and give me the victory. And and I think this is really important, especially I'm thinking about... Um, especially women who have been victims of sexual abuse. Mm. You guys, listeners know that that's part of my journey. It can be really easy in that scenario because you actually are a victim of something. It can be easy to um, stay victimize and make your trauma your life's narrative yeah. right like your 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 whole defining re- reality can be because of that trauma and right. and 
for the victim, if that's you out there, I would say, one, you can't be a victor until you're ready. It yeah. is you are empowered in your timing by the Holy Spirit right. to claim that victory. Um, you don't have to do it before you're ready. That's part of the healing is that you get to decide rather than having someone else tell you what to do. Yeah. But what Davey and I want you to hear is that victory is yours for the taking that's in right. Jesus Christ. That's it. That's so good. And so, yeah, Aubrey, what you're saying, there's a difference between being a victim in a situation, right? Actually being victimized and walking as a victim. There you go. That's right? good. It, there's, there's a difference there. And, that, and, and, and in between those two, we, we are able to make a choice um, because, you know, when you're a victim of a, in a situation, you know, I mean, you know, my late wife being murdered, she, mm-hmm. she was a victim. We were victims. Yeah, was. There was nothing that we, you know, we didn't, we didn't do something to make that happen in our life. Right. Um, and so somebody stole something from us, but mm-hmm. I also get the choice as to whether or not that person is going to keep stealing something from me. That's good. Does that make sense? And I think that's the difference in victim. And so I think there are times that we can, uh, very, very subtly, the enemy can kind of get us to stay on our mat, you know, mm-hmm. sit in, in this because mm-hmm. with this victim and, you know, language and, Sometimes I see people do that with their personality. You know, they'll say, well, yep. this is just kind of who I am or this is my... This per- is just how I... Yeah, this that's is, right. You know, th- this is how I how I deal with things or how, you know, and so... Mm-hmm. But to your point earlier, it is so important to find the fine line between being aware of yourself, acknowledging what has happened, really unpacking that, and then not uh, allowing that to become an excuse for your movement forward, you know, it should become more like an explanation. Oh, I understand these things about my past. Now I understand these things about my propensity, my personality. I understand these. I'm becoming more aware of this, but I'm not going to use these things as an excuse not to walk in the freedom that Christ has for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference right there that we're talking about. We are passionate uh, listener, that you experience what we're talking about, victory in mm-hmm. your victimhood or hope in the middle of your tragedy. And um, we have a lot of resources for you to help you partner with God, to take back your story, to partner with God, to get off the mat, to partner right. with God, to claim yeah. that victory that is yours in Jesus. And so we would love to invite you to go to nothingiswasted.com. You can find out more about our Pain to Purpose course. You can find out uh, our, about our certified guides. You can join a community group. All of our content is here for you because we want you to experience hope in the middle of your heartache. That's right. That's right. Well, we want to thank Sleeping at Last for providing all the music for the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. You can download or stream all of his music anywhere where you can download and stream music. You can follow us on Instagram at Nothing Is Wasted Ministries. Follow me at Davey Blackburn and follow Aubrey at Samp. Next week, we have a conversation with Shanti Felden. And so let's go ahead and listen to a clip from that conversation right now. We really want to understand if we're talking about a journey to find joy, Mm -hmm. no matter what our circumstances are. um, I wanted to understand both what science says and what scripture says. And oh, by the way, they're the same thing. Fancy (laughs) that. Um, But I really did want to dig into that. So we spent all of 2019 Mm. doing that research, looking into that, looking at the studies, looking at the neuroscience, for example, and looking at what the Bible says which it has a lot to say about this. And we turned the book into our publisher in February 
of 2020. (laughs) And in March of 2020, when everything exploded and everything shut down, and suddenly it was for us, it was like, okay, there was a reason for this because the book was going to be coming out in October. Um, There was a reason for this. And very personally, Mm. I needed to to really dig into that very early on in the pandemic because 40% of our revenue is tied to speaking engagements, which all went away (laughs) in person events. And so suddenly I have a staff of six people whose salaries I have to pay. And Jeff and I have a, you know, family ministry. We're like, all right, Lord, this is all you, (laughs) this is all up to you, how we're going to feed the kids. And um, and then in December, right after the book was released, right at the very end of the year, a couple of days before Christmas, found out total shocker that I have breast yeah. cancer. Yeah. 